Would you like to strengthen your marriage, encourage your children, and grow your family relationships? Join author and international evangelist Sammy Tippett as he ignites the flame in your heart for your family. We'll see how well we do. We're going to talk today <laughs> about a husband, together. right? If, if we yeah. still have four people at the end of this program, it's <laughs> successful. <laughs> but husband-wife relationships. And, we're going to uh, kind of have a series this going, aren't we? Yeah, we're gonna, what we're going to do is talk about relationships for the next few weeks. I think mm-hmm. today we'll talk about husband-wife relationships, and then we'll talk about parent-child relationships. And then, Dave, uh, David, you and I, we'll do a thing on praying for your children, uh, mm-hmm. Uh, the week after that, and then we'll talk about maybe in-laws and outlaws oh, or something. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but but let's let's today uh, talk about husband-wife relationships. Yeah. Um, well, we're here to listen. We're, 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 yeah, David and I are here to listen. Yeah. So go ahead. <laughs> Now's our chance. <laughs> the uh, uh, you know, I I think to to start this off, you know, for me, of course, the the place of starting is with Christ. Mm-hmm. as the head of the home. And, um, you know, when you and I uh, were engaged to be married and uh, we, we got married and we went on our honeymoon to Gulf Shores, Alabama, and I remember we took a little Bible and we read and prayed, read and prayed, and read and prayed on the beach there, and we dedicated our marriage to Christ. And, uh, and we've made a lot of mistakes and we've blown it, but I think that has, to a great extent, carried us through a lot of storms. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's brought us through into a lot of great times. We've walked on the mountaintops and in the valleys, but Jesus mm-hmm. has been there with us through it all. And I think, you know, the one thing, if I were to say in, in starting this off is, is the importance of Christ as the center of the home. Uh, you know, so we, we get in this argument, who's the head of the home? Jesus. Mm-hmm. I mean, he is the one mm-hmm. and he needs to be, uh, on the throne in, in our home. And I'll just share this with you and then I'll open it up. I was just in a conference, uh, this past week up in Colorado and, uh, someone, uh, shared this that when it talks about the throne of God, uh, or, or it, 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 it's, it says in that it's like the Japanese translated as a big chair and that God is sitting in that big chair. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's when we talk mm-hmm. about, the Christian family and the husband-wife relationship, we need to give Jesus the big chair mm-hmm. and let him sit in that big chair in, in our relationship and in our uh, in our homes and in our family. So just start off there, and you guys jump in with uh, where you want to go from there. I, I hear you say that, but I, I know that one of the places that the enemy comes in to a, a marriage is if he can remind a person, well, we didn't, we weren't, our house wasn't really founded on the Lord. Um, should I stay in this marriage? Because it really didn't start out as a Christian marriage anyway. Well, you know, I, I think that, of, of course, the Scripture is very clear on that. And to say yes, the answer is, the simple answer is yes uh, to that. Um, and if, if a husband is not a Christian or a wife is not a Christian, um, you have an opportunity to really... Uh, minister to them to show them the love of Jesus Christ. And, and, you know, before the marriage is your personal relationship with the Lord and you, you've got a relationship with the Lord and, 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 and to, you know, to express that, that, that Christ's love for the church, I think is what, what we have. And, and the truth is, and, and let's be honest about this. Even if there are two people who are Christians, we all still have the flesh to deal with. A, a Christian is not exempt from acting in the flesh 
And uh, Christians can can uh, can be grumpy, and Christians can be ugly, and Christians can be uh, that way. So we, no matter whether it's a, a spouse who loves the Lord or doesn't, we we have to you know come before the Lord and live out that Christian life uh, the way Christ wants us to live it. But but I think that um, I think that if if it is if you do have two believers and let me say two believers who are equally yoked that you, you need to dedicate. And it doesn't matter how old or how long you've been married. You need to, to do this. Like what we were talking about dedicating children. Uh, I, I think you can be 60 years old and dedicate your children to the Lord. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, and, and you can, and there are a lot of couples who become Christians after, after a divorce and a remarriage and all of this. What do you do? You dedicate your marriage to the Lord at that time. You, you, you know, you start with where you're at. Yeah. You don't start with where you want to be mm. or where you would like to have been, but you start where you're at. Well, and it can be in the sense that there, I think the scripture speaks of many fillings of the Holy Spirit, many yeah. fresh fillings, fresh empowerings of the Spirit. And in the same way, you know, I, I think often at the time of our anniversary, we will we will feel the desire to to rededicate, re-surrender our marriage unto the Lord because the challenge is that were before us 30 years ago are different in some ways than the challenges today. Mm-hmm. And, and at this, in this year of our marriage, so Lord, you know, we, a 30 year old consecration that that's helpful. That's, that's a foundational right. starting point, but boy, we need, we need you now. And then that, that starting point sets a pattern for you. Right. And, and that's where, you know, uh, you know, you know, I have a burden for revival. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's part of the heartbeat, the message that I have. But when I think about revival personally, you know, in my personal life, uh, probably the two greatest times of revival have come somehow connected to my family. The first time was with Tex and I. Uh, how many years ago was that? 79. <laughs> yeah, 79. That 80. was um, 80, 26, 27 years ago. The Lord did a deep work in both of our hearts and, and, and that feeling of the mm-hmm. spirit, that emptying of self and mm-hmm. fullness. God did a deep work. And then here in the last couple of years, not in relationship to Tex and I, but in my greater family uh, of, of sending revival to my heart. And so um, it's, it's in these, these relationships where the rubber meets the road, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, and we, we, we can talk about the fullness of the spirit and the wonder of Jesus and all this, but it really is reality in the, the relationship. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you say? Mm-hmm. I do. <laughs> Tex, when when you when you look at your wedding ring, what what does that what does that say to you? What On this your... wedding ring, it's in our wedding ring, it's a it says Alpha it says A and a cross and a omega. It's Alpha and Omega. It's Jesus is the beginning and the end. He started the this process and he's going to finish mm. it, see us through. And that's the it, it symbolizes other other I mean if you the I know circle? It's, yeah. It symbolizes a circle that uh, it's never ending. And mm-hmm. Sam, I heard somebody quoted uh, Ruth Graham, Ruth Bell Graham, that um, they asked her if divorce was ever in her vocabulary in marrying Billy Graham. She said, no, divorce, no, but mur- murder, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I have okay. the bruises to prove it. <laughs> I'm just kidding, I don't. <laughs> yeah, I, I think part of you know part of my asking that is mm-hmm. is um, 
uh, what you know, Shirley and I over the years have had, uh, and I guess every couple who's honest is going to say that we we've had moments that were blissful, and then moments mm-hmm. that were just tough, really, mm-hmm. you know, really tough. But I remember one of those times, and it just and, and boy, just it gets me every time I think of it. But Shirley would look at me, and she would say, "I am called by God to be your wife. Mm-hmm. I'm called." To be your wife. Well, you know, that can, <laughs> I'm called to be your wife, so I'm going to have to stay here with it. Or it, it, it could, it's that, it's that it's a part, you know, that part of the reason I do what I do, mm-hmm. the reason I stay in this is that it's, you know, it's bigger than you. It's, it's, it's my duty under, under the Lord. And I, I think somehow in the, in this whole, you know, in the discussion of marriage, it, it, the Lord, brings us into this mm-hmm. by as he's called us unto him he's giving us a calling to to each other is that am i saying that yes that's, that's so true and i think that part of it is that his whole purpose is shaping us into the image of jesus and the instrument that he uses most often <laughs> are the relationships we're closest to so if we're right. married our our spouse is going to be used by the lord to to shape us into the image of christ i and think that, one thing that's where, what revival is revival is it puts us on the road of becoming like christ mm-hmm. and that's why the deepest times of revival is through the spouse sorry sweetheart. one of the one of the illustrations that sammy uses is that jesus really would like us to be like an egg you know you have the shape of egg when you crack it you have the high points, which are the strengths, and the weak, the the low points are the weaknesses. And many times our strengths fight against each other. Like Sammy's a visionary, and I'm more. Let's just tell me the structure for the day, mm-hmm. and you know, don't don't change it. And uh, and so what happens is our strengths collide mm-hmm. sometimes. But whenever we take our strength and weaknesses, we can minister to one another. And now. We've, we've balanced out one another. You know, his vision, he, it's exciting to me to see what God's given us to do together as a called couple. Mm-hmm. And it's good for me to see that I, that I have that input too and helping him to know how to structure. And so it's really, it's really been mm-hmm. an adventure. And it's, and especially we've been married 38 years now. It's, it's good for me to look back and say, you know, you really, ha- God really has done a work in our lives because mm-hmm. we are so different in so many ways. Mm-hmm. But it's Jesus, mm-hmm. you know. It's what you're saying. It's the heart and knowing that I've called. I have been called. And uh, the uh, mm-hmm. when you asked Tex about the ring, what she thought about, I thought about something else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it illustrates what we're talking about, and that is, I, I think of we're a team, mm-hmm. a team in life, not just a team in ministry. Ministry is a big part of our life, so that's a big mm-hmm. part of. But we're a team in life. And the reason I think of the team is because actually this these is my are, second this wedding is not ring. our original wedding <laughs> rings. And uh, we were um, at a church. I was pastor of a church and we were having a church picnic and uh, we had an egg toss contest. And so I said, we're going to win. And so let's take off our rings and put them in my pocket. And uh, oh, man. and so we won the egg talks contest. But I didn't put the ring in. The- but uh, we lost the rings. <laughs> <laughs> so, There's a story there. <laughs> yeah. So we were a team, oh, and uh, but and, but but it's true. I mean, we're a team, and I think that's what you're saying. I mean, we complement on a team. You know, on a football team, you know, a tackle doesn't do the same thing as a quarterback. So and 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 you know, in marriage, if you understand that, you're a you're a team. And, and, and you have strengths and you have weaknesses and, and we complement each other. And 
And a big part, I mean, a big part of Christian marriage is learning to accept one another Mm -hmm. for who we are. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, I know that she had the biggest struggle with that (laughs) because she married such a weird guy. But uh, anyway, you know, I mean, just learning to accept each other for who we are. And and, uh, and, and that's what love is all about. Mm -hmm. You know, love is not... Uh, you know, some romantic idea of some perfect person because that person doesn't exist mm-hmm. out there. You know, you know, in in pre-marriage counseling as as a pastor, I, I find myself quite often trying to talk people out of getting married. Mm-hmm. If I if I can talk them out of it, if I can raise enough issues and enough questions, and one of them, and I just it's just kind of a test. I want to see how if, how settled they are. And one of the things I will say: if you want to stay the same, then then don't enter into a biblical marriage. If you want to stay, if you're determined, I am who I am, take it or leave it, I don't plan on changing, I'm the way I am, then you just you just you're a good candidate for uh, singlehood the rest the rest of your life. Just remain single if you don't want to change. But the Lord will bring someone into your life in the in the person of your mate who he really will use as the probably the primary instrument to shape you from the image of yourself into the image of himself and and it is it is an ongoing process of change and develop it's it's really interesting to hear you two as as the aged ones that you are, <laughs> looking back over all these decades to, to be able to say, you know, you're able to say, Tex, I'm, I'm more like Sammy mm-hmm. than I was when I started. And you're able to say, you know, really, I'm more like Tex than when we started, but we're together more like Jesus. Yeah. And, and, and I think that's the key. I, I think it goes, you, you, you can illustrate it best through spiritual gifts. You know, if a prophet all he does, I mean, you know, and I hear a lot of people do this, you know, I'm, I'm prophetic. God's, you know, I'm prophetic. I'm calling for repentance. And, and if that's all you have, then, then, man, you can be a, just a mean, grumpy old guy, you know, or if you're a gift of mercy and everything, you know, you can just let sin mm-hmm. just slide all over the place. And mm-hmm. so, but the thing is together, mm-hmm. that, that guy with that, that strong prophetic, Emphasis in the person with the strong mercy together in the body of Christ, then, then you balance each other out right. and you become more like Christ. And, 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 and you cut off those edges that are the flesh of, mm-hmm. of, of each other. And I think that's why, you know, again, I say revival comes in the husband wife relationship mm-hmm. because that's the primary place mm-hmm. where, where that happens. And what I've found is the greatest marriages that I see are those who are completely opposite, completely different. From each other, and they accept each other, and as they accept each other for who they are, then they they begin to be molded into you know into more like Christ and Christ likeness, and and they change and 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 be conformed into the image of Christ. Um, I don't know what you think, Shirley. No, I'm just uh, absolutely agreeing with you and thinking how our relationship, we've been married 30 years, and I think the marriage relationship is like its own entity. It's almost a living being that changes as much as a child grows, how we relate mm -hmm. to each other, how that's changed over the years. And sometimes when there's more of a a dynamic of change in one of the, 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 you're both, because you're joined at the hip, 
one person starts changing mm-hmm. and and it causes the other two or there's friction uh, but but the Lord intends that okay, to let, let me ask you all something okay you talk about change from the time you first got married think back when you first got married and now tell tell us one change that has taken place in your lives as a result of being married to each other you know? I, I I tell you there was a there was a mm-hmm. point in time when Shirley just got she knew the Lord, but there was a point in time where she got filled with the Lord. I don't know how you how you use it, but she just got drenched in his spirit and came back from a conference with some women, just changed. And and a confidence, Sammy, rose up in her as to who she is in Jesus. And as a result of that, it's <laughs> I didn't it was, I wasn't sure I knew who this person was. I mean, she had always been just, you know, kind of under and, and, and I don't, and, and I mean unduly so. I would, I had felt from the beginning that there were more strengths in her, but she couldn't walk in them because she didn't know who she was really in the Lord. Well, something happened on this retreat where, where God just opened her eyes and she, it wasn't a self-confidence. It was a confidence in Him and an abandonment to follow Him. And I was, I was kind of reeling here to you know the who who is this and and but but it's who she was stepping into in the Lord in a in a life in the Spirit and and um, that that resulted in some in some major shifts with within me that that she had she brought so much more to the table spiritually. I, that's mm-hmm. maybe kind of a general answer, but it's vivid to me. I think that one of the places that I struggled with uh, just of the fear of man, of wanting to not ever offend anyone. And as I've watched my husband uh, stand for the Lord, despite the results, when he felt like the, the Lord, his word said things, that's been a place where mm-hmm. I have changed in mm-hmm. watching him be willing to pay the price and to stand in courage when he needed to. That's given, made me long to be more like that in situations that to, to be able to say, uh, because I've seen him do it, mm-hmm. you know, I, w- I want to stand for truth and not just try to please the people that are in this room. Mm-hmm. Tex, how, how how would you say? Well, how would I, you I think that? probably I'd agree with Shirley because you, you know, you're the right and the wrong, the black and the white. I mean, and that's something I think that's been in our family, not just in my life, but I think in in our kids' lives too. Is that you have stood for the truth as you know it and as you see it in God's word. And uh, there are times that that I would uh, struggle against that because of the mercy. Because oh, we just it'll be okay. Mm-hmm. And, and yet, uh, and yet because of being around you and as iron sharpens iron, uh, Sammy, I tell you, I have become more bold in some areas too. And, uh, so I think that's interesting, uh, cause it's, and he's become, and he's become more, more mellow too. And we've shared, I think, before yeah. about our grandkids yeah. and how we, uh, we've kind of flip-flopped. I'm more mercy and she's more strict and so forth mm-hmm. with our grandkids. We had something happen the other night and <laughs> it was funny. I mean, for me, it was hilarious. And uh, our, our our grandkids were spending the night, our two granddaughters. Well, we got a problem. Our house is not that big and so forth. And so and one of them turns around in the bed five times. And so we couldn't put them both in the same bed. So, so uh, or we did actually put them both in the same bed, in our bedroom, in the, in the king-size bed. And we put a little thing between them. And then we have another bedroom, but you couldn't hear them from there. So the issue came, who is going to sleep in the bedroom and who is going to sleep on on the floor in the living room where we could hear them if because they're real young, mm-hmm. 
And uh, of course, we both were the sad. macho man that he is. Text, text it, it already figured out in the living room. She was going to sleep in there. And I come dragging out my sleep my mattress bed. and everything, and I set it down. And, and she said, "You're not going to sleep there." And I said, "Yes, I am." And now that, that's not a, unusual for me to say, "Yes, I am." And she said, "No, you're not." And I said, "Yes, I am." And so we got into this thing. But but then what was so funny was she started mimicking me. And she was, she was, she was doing it perfectly. She was saying, "I'm the Macho Man. I'm not going." <laughs> she just saying all the stuff that I, I mean, I was just about to say, and then she started, and then he started and she laughing. Said, I don't buy that. So, I mean, and I started dying laughing. And the harder I laughed, the madder she got. And, you know, because she she had learned me so well that she knew exactly what I was going to say, how I was going to say it, the way I was going to deepen my voice, everything. So it was, yeah. it, was, it, was, it was really interesting. But the, the interesting thing to me was I'd never seen her be, I mean, she was absolutely not. You I, you get that. I mean, she never t- done that to me. You pick that up and you go back in the other room. I didn't do it. Guess who won? <laughs> we're still, we're still I just working on that. I just put it down and I lay down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's no way. You go sleep on the bed. He was asleep but, before uh, me. But uh, anyway, it, it was funny because uh, I'd seen how she had picked up those characteristics and, and, and all. But, you know, I, I think the thing that would be encouraging in this, and I, I don't know, but to, to people, is that, first of all, we're different. Secondly, we can grow. Mm-hmm. And and that we all have something to offer and something to bring to the table, but but in the middle of it all is Jesus mm-hmm. helping us and conforming mm-hmm. us. And even going back to that first question you asked, Shirley, I mean, what's the goal of our lives? The goal of our lives, my my goal is to be like Jesus. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. uh, not to be the biggest preacher and spoke to the most places and all of this kind, of, but it's to be like Jesus and. And it's in those tough relationships. And husband, wife, I don't care how great it is, there are tough times in husband-wife relationships. Mm-hmm. It's in those tough relationships that we're most made like Jesus, that we have the opportunity to respond. And, I mean, it's the training grounds for conformity to the image of Christ. Mm-hmm. And that's the encouragement, I think, to all of us as, as a believer, if, if that's what my purpose is. And when when you embrace the purpose then it, it becomes kind of fun in a certain way. Like I said, I mean, you laugh at, you know. You know, which you just, the scenario you just described in another setting could have been a knockout, drag out fight, you know, mm-hmm. just of, of surfacing. If there hadn't been the tempering over the years of grace and, and being able to extend grace for where each other's coming from. If, if I could have quit laughing true. long enough, it yeah. might have been. <laughs> 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 and that's another thing, too, the laughter. Yeah. I, there is something, and because this is happening time and time again, there's something about laughter that, I mean, I just love his smile, and I love his when he does his little laughter, and that 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 kind of softens me and says, "Now, this isn't quite as serious as I." You know, gentle answer turns away great exactly. Laugh. Proverbs something 15, about the yeah. laughter that's a gentle answer. Mm-hmm. I, I, Sammy, I really, for some reason I, I feel like we just need to we need to mention this just a, just a little bit more about about a husband and wife who who come into a relationship with the Lord, maybe before they're married, hopefully, but sometimes it's after they're married. But they 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 come to the Lord. They're both coming to know Christ and 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 they're and they begin to grow. It's not uncommon for one to maybe move a little faster than the other. 
at a, at a season. And that one begins to pray that God will really bring unity, that we'll be able to be. Um, and then the Lord starts answering the prayers for the other one who might have been lagging behind a little bit in interest or whatever. The, the, the person who, the one who was kind of out in front, maybe spiritually, when you're talking about this thing of the older we get, the more we make room for each other. Mm-hmm. That that is that that's not just intellectually or emotionally, but but that's that's spiritually too. And and that's what I was trying to say mm-hmm. about what happened with 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 Shirley. The Lord answered my prayer for her to step into, come into more, but but along with that. Her opinions got stronger. <laughs> you know, she had she had more thoughts about stuff. She would, you know, had more of a sense of confidence to to ask me even about some things personally regarding ministry that she hadn't even. I never had to deal with another. It was it was just real kind of a dictatorship is real efficient. You know, you don't have to you don't have to deal with other with other opinions. The Republican form of government is a lot more difficult, where you got more representatives and and when the lord does a work in your spouse's life and really brings her or brings him into who they are in the lord then then you're going to have to be prepared to to embrace what the spirit of the lord is is doing and i think sometimes for men that may be a little more difficult maybe than maybe than for ladies i i don't know i've never you know i don't know though i think because i've seen this seven a lot of times in young <laughs> but I've seen a lot of ladies pray for their husbands whose husbands are, you know, just could care less about Jesus, Christianity. Yeah. And normally the wife is the first one to respond. Not always, yeah. but normally the wife is the first one. And then when the husband comes on like gangbusters for Jesus, the wife, oh, wait a minute, I didn't want that. I wanted you to just be a, a, a nice husband, not, uh, uh, you know, not, not going for Jesus. And, 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 and I've seen that happen on a number of occasions. And I think it goes, it goes back when we're praying to begin with, to pray with the right motive, mm-hmm. not just to give me a better wife or a better husband, but, but I really want my husband, my wife, my spouse to be like Jesus. Mm-hmm. I think one of the ugliest things that I personally have ever engaged in and get tempted to engage in is when I make the focus, to shift the focus from just the Lord to, my husband's spirituality and making judgment calls. And, and the enemy comes in so subtly. You think you're praying for your husband, and the next thing you know, you're getting up from your quiet time and you're trying to see if if he's having his quiet time, you know, like <laughs> you think he should be in the same way or whatever. And nobody can live under that straitjacket. And yet I think as wives that we can fall into that tendency of, of uh, because we want security, and we can equate security with if my husband is walking with the Lord, like I define walking with the Lord, then I'll be secure. Instead of my security is in Jesus, and and my husband is the head of my household under the Lord. But Jesus, ultimately, the waters flow like the heart of the king flows like rivers in the hand. That yeah. God directs the heart of the husband. Yeah. And even a husband not walking totally in the will of the Lord the the wife is she's trusting the Lord. There's protection there. So, and I, so just from a from a pastor standpoint, mm-hmm. the wives well intentioned in trying to encourage their husbands to be more like Jesus. A husband can sense if in the eyes of his wife he's not measuring up. 
and it drives the husbands farther away. And I just want to say to any of you ladies out there who are listening, if you think by putting pressure on your husband to pray, to do it this way, and to go to this meeting and go to this other, if you think by putting pressure on him, it's going to result in the result you're hoping for. You are mistaken. You are mistaken. It, it will be that if first Peter three is exactly there for the reason is the gentle and quiet behavior of the wife without a word. She's able to win him. It doesn't mean that you, you cease being the example before him, but if you're holding a bar, you're holding a bar and he's got a measure up and, and, and he senses that in you, it will run him the other way, the other way. Let me ask you a question about that because this goes to, um, um, Transparency. I mean, and this is a problem when, because the the strength of any relationship is rooted in communication, and honest communication, right. where we can share. Okay, hey, I'm I'm struggling with this. I'm feeling this way. How do you feel? And and uh, does a wife have a place to in relationship to that scripture to share? Her feelings with with the husband, uh, you know, I would certainly think that 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 is that that is in line. But but if it ever gets if it moves into the thing that that I love you, if I will continue to love you, if I will continue to love you under these circumstances, these conditions that that you if you become what I think you need to become, my love is conditional to that. I think men pick that up there's no doubt that the love can be deeper and can can go farther and and she needs to be able to say what is what is in her heart um but i you know that the thing a man wants more than anything else is respect you know you know one thing too and just insert here in communicating sometimes i might, I might go to sam and say well you did this i did you because that's why i did this and and a friend shared with me a long time ago, they said, you know, our thought processes as men and women are different. Mm-hmm. And so I started just saying that my thought process is this, what is yours? And it was amazing how we started seeing, okay, we do have two different, even just saying that little phrase mm-hmm. would kind of, uh, would kind of release a freedom, like, okay, you know, you, you are who you are and I am who I am and the Lord's making us into what he wants us to be as a team. And, and one of the things that may need to happen with husbands and wives in this situation, is that they need to maybe work on some communication where they're not threatened, where mm-hmm. both can have the freedom to share their feelings without being threatened. And, and that, that can be to me, uh, the hardest thing. I think and for both of us, mm-hmm. I think you had a tendency to withdraw, to withdraw. I had a tendency to think you, you weren't respecting me if you disagreed with me. And, and, you know, and we both had to learn and, and to, to receive from one another and to be able to talk and communicate mm-hmm. yeah. in a way where where we have that freedom. And even I would say this to a non-believing husband or, or wife, mm-hmm. spouse, you know, okay, so you're not where your wife is. At least, you know, give her the the ability to share her feelings. And then the wife or give the husband the ability to share his, even if it's totally different, you know, and where you can at least talk about these things. Yeah. I, I think with my mother, uh, I remember my mother, one of the things that, uh, just turned my mother around. I've been praying for her for, for, for years. And then the Lord spoke to me. I've been an ungrateful son. Mm-hmm. I never, my mother mm-hmm. worked. My dad was sick and she had to go to work and, provide she became the provider for the family and i had never once said thank you to my mother mm. 
And I, I called my mom and I said, Mom, I, I just need to ask your forgiveness. Mm. And I shared that with her. And, and it was like everything changed, wow. mm. you know, and she, I, I could start talking about the things of the Lord. She didn't become a Christian. She didn't give her life to Christ mm. at that time. She did later, mm. but, uh, uh, but it opened up the line of communication. I think and that's we, exactly, you know, that's so much the thing. I think men mm-hmm. pick, pick up, there's somebody down the street we both mm-hmm. know and love, and the, that office is not far from here. His testimony, godly wife, he has now become a godly man. Mm-hmm. But, but when his wife was hammering him and pressuring him and, you know, it just, you know, it just sent him the other way. But as God did the work in her where he created a gratitude in her heart for the man her husband was, mm-hmm. even though he wasn't perfect, but she was able to be great. It, it, now, now he's one when we need prayer. He's one we'll, we, want, we want in on the prayer. Well, man, this is this Th- is. Let me, great. There's one other thing that, uh, that I have shared that, uh, with women that um, I think has been encouraging. There is somebody a long time ago said there's four phrases that if you have in your relationship, husband, wife, children, it, the first phrase is thank you. To be sure to say thank you. We sometimes we grow lazy in that. To say please instead of just demanding it. Please, would you? Another is uh, I am. <laughs> no. Another is saying uh, I was wrong. Forgive me. And the third is I love you. Mm. You know, saying those those just those mm. phrases have kind of stuck with me. And that's great. Uh, just to that, that, that's let me write good. those down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't Thank always you, do please. it. Please, I love you. <laughs> Forgive me. Forgive me. Forgive no, me. that's the one I better. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> we that that's a great way to close. And let's just let's stop. And I, we pray Amen. that um, this has been helpful to you and to your family. We hope you've been encouraged. If you'd like to hear more, visit sammytippett.org. There you'll hear podcasts, watch daily devotionals, and obtain books by Sammy that will ignite your faith, your love of family, and a passion to reach others.